just like you, have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Emma, welcome to this podcast on Self Unlimited. Hi, thank you for having me. Emma, you were first exposed to the Self Unlimited concept, I think it was back in about 2016, and you had already been having a bit of a vocational adventure. That was Self Unlimited in flavour, as you outlined in a story that you contributed to the book. And thanks for that, by the way. You're very welcome. That was about a year ago, and I'm wondering, where are you now in your adventure? Well, I'm still full-time freelancing, so it's still working so far, which is really good. Um, this year, well, actually, we're in 2018 now, so it's only fairly new, but I've been trying to work more on the marketing and getting my uh, my name out there a bit more because I had been kind of just sort of skating along and work would come in here and there and it was enough to keep me going mm -hmm. quietly but I want to be more proactive now and so I've been running some different marketing ads and on social media different platforms and things like that um, to try and actually bring it in rather than just hoping the work will find me when and I need I've, it. I've been seeing a flavour of that. I've seen some things coming through with Facebook and social media where it even looks like there's a new logo appearing and maybe a new name and a new flavour. So tell me more about how that's come about. Yeah, so I've um, I recently, I didn't rebrand exactly, but I got a new logo and I changed my name from Emma Smart Photography. Well, I'm still using that as the photography branch, but I've opened it up a little bit more with Emma Smart Creative. Nice. So it's more of an umbrella name over my business. Um, so the, the tricky thing with that was I got very excited and I got um, a graphic designer to design my logo and do the bit of the name change, but I hadn't actually thought too far ahead about how I was going to change all my website and social media and things over to the new name. And so now I've realized I've got a domain name that's still my photography one. And yep. I should probably get the other one, but then I've got marketing materials out there in print that's got Emma Photography on it. So it was something I didn't think about too hard before I went into it, and now I'm realizing that I need to work out how I'm marketing without confusing people, thinking it's two different people. So what would you have done differently? Uh, I would have definitely thought about it before I made the change and announced it, because I've obviously put the the logo out there and I'm still sort of working through it. I haven't actually come to a conclusion quite yet about how I'm marketing it. Yep. So it's sort of in between, which I yeah, in hindsight I should have worked it out and had it all the plan in place before I launched anything like that. Um it did get a good response. Like people love the new logo and I'm yep. I'm really happy with it. So what's something people probably won't realize from listening to you is that you are incredibly creative and in you do voiceover, you do film editing, you're doing videography. What else have I missed in there? Oh, newborn photography? Yeah, well, that comes under my photography umbrella, I guess. Um, yeah, that was the thing because I haven't really been marketing like my editing services or anything else like that under photography because it doesn't quite, and the voiceover again doesn't fit under photography. Like it's mm. a strange thing to have there. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to do like have me as the brand rather than having lots of brands that I run or do. So I wanted to show that it's just all me. So originally my idea was to have one thing online, like my newborn photography, and make that the professional. Like this is all I do, all my energies into this. Yes. But um, but it, but it wasn't because I had different things I was doing because I really enjoy variety. 
Yes, and it keeps me busier that way. So this is sounding yeah. like a, a conversation from the RAIN responsibility. So an MR Unlimited, if we're thinking from a cell phone point of view, and of course, MR Unlimited isn't ever going to be a logo or brand that you put out there, but thinking from an MR Unlimited point of view, you were starting to make some decisions about diversifying, having these different elements, how they all hold together. And I love that you were saying, because I appreciate that sense of, you wanted variety. That's a great decision for MR Unlimited. I'm a person who loves variety. My business needs to accommodate my need for variety. Yeah, and that's why I've sort of changed it. But I had, but originally my plan was to be like, no, I'm a professional in this one area, and not to confuse people. Yeah. And then, um, I listened to a few, um, I guess webinars and things online about how you are the brand, and it's exactly what you were saying under like self unlimited. Yeah. It's, um, and they were talking about even on your social media, you can put personal things on, you can put business things on, you can show different interests that you're doing because people are actually interested in often like you as a person not just that one aspect of your business so it also means that you're not boxed in with mm. one thing and having to do that forever and thinking that you're going to lose an audience um if you change it too much because mm. obviously as you grow and, and diversify and have variety for your business so that's what because to be honest i go through um times where i'm either focusing just on the voice voiceover or i'm doing getting heaps of that in or I'm doing lots of the photography and so it, I don't actually have an even break mm. of all the bits and pieces I do it'll be sort of a focus here for a few months and then a focus here and then I'll switch over here and I'll get into something else and then that just tends to be how I work. So I imagine that could be a challenge if we were thinking from a renewal responsibility, if you've got these different focuses and different um, levels of energy that are maybe needed with them, what do you do to re keep yourself sane and coping? Um, hmm, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, especially when I don't really know how to book myself, like, space to move away from it because I feel like I need to be always in contact or able to be contacted. From, like, it feels weird to be like, I'm off on holiday or I'm not available, yep. um, which is something that I think I will be working on this year and um, making sure I have those times that I do get to step away completely. Um, otherwise... I'm just going to get burnt out if I keep doing that for too long. I remember a conversation we had a few months ago where we were talking about rules and where you were thinking maybe you need a bit of a rule for yourself about how much time you spend during a week on the work that you do and then how you divvy it up between the work that you need to do working on your business and working in your business. What, where have you landed with that? Well, I, have, I haven't actually come up with any particular rules yet. But I have been trying to, like I updated my website recently and that was something that I've been left undone for about two years and yep. my photos were really old and didn't actually reflect my style that I've been photographing recently, which is, which you could see more of on my social media. But if people are doing a Google search, they're going to go straight to the website first and right. get an idea. So for my business, that was something that was quite a bit of time behind the scenes that didn't yep. feel like it was outputting much until it was finished. And it's um, that work that yeah. doesn't earn the money, unfortunately. No, it doesn't at all. It just felt like it was spending hours um, on something that wasn't actually bringing any money in. But it was really good because now I feel quite, now it was such a relief to know that my website is actually reflective of my work now rather than something that's super outdated. That's working on the reputation side of things. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. And that, it was, honestly, it was such a relief to finally see it updated. Yeah. It was so bad. It wasn't that big of a deal once I got around to it. It wasn't actually that hard.
Well, the kind of work you're doing, I think it's important that you want to showcase the best of yourself so that people get a taste of it because they are buying the creative talents that you have. Yeah, and because like I'm learning all the time just by doing and also by do, I do a lot of like online learning as well. And so um, it's nice to actually be able to show the things that you're that you're that you're doing differently and how you're working um because it does actually change quite quickly when you get into it when mm. you start um, investing and and learning and doing stuff like that um yeah so lots of renewal going on there for emma unlimited in terms of the skills that you need to learn to keep yourself current for your businesses yes and the other thing to do with being current is i'm trying to trying to learn more about the social media side of things um because it's not something that i love very much um and i think maybe for people who are maybe in their earlier 20s it's probably a bit more appealing um but it's not something that i love doing for my business because i feel weird about self-promotion yeah. mostly or putting things out there and it feels like you're turning your own horn a bit but that's where I've, i'm trying to change my mindset from not that it's tooting your own horn but that you're actually marketing your brand and your work and you're providing people with a service that they want so you're not actually getting in people's faces and saying how good you are you're reaching out to say i can help you with this nice nice so are you getting particular advice or assistance with that i have <laughs> i've been doing an online course for marketing um yep. but um i find it quite intense so I'm, I'm only halfway through it <laughs> one of the challenges when you're like you in scenario four running your own business is there's so many things to be doing working on the business working in the business are there people that you're finding that you need to reach out to get help and assistance on because it can be tempting to do it all it is really i mean especially when i first started out i did everything myself i made my own logo and i made my own website and um i pretty i tried to do my own accounts um <laughs> now I have a wonderful accountant who sorts it out for me and that that is so much stress I don't have to think about anymore yep it's so good and with this new um, logo refresh before I'd done I think I'd done one myself and then I got someone else to do kind of a calligraphy thing but it was still kind of me coming up with it um with the idea and then this time I just completely handed it over and I was like just here here's my the things I like we went through like a a branding exercise of my the style that I wanted and the colors and things and then somehow from my very unhelpful information she put together a logo that I was like that's that's it thank you that's perfect um so learning to see where I can leave things to the professionals um for different aspects have been really good even though they're not cheap endeavors mm -hmm. but the outcome is so much better than when I've done it myself it sounds like a very wise decision as the sovereign and Emma Unlimited not to try and do it all and get others. So tell me, with the because you're in your early 30s and you went into business about three years ago in your late 20s, what is it like for people of your generation when they're thinking about the future of work? What kinds of challenges and questions are coming up that you're hearing? Um, I'm finding with people around my age who are doing creative work it tends to be more of a gig economy which is like you don't with most of my friends who are doing this are not employed by any one company or or the projects might even if they're six months long that could be it like especially with working on like some of the film sets like it'll be a six-week shoot and it'll be really great but then there's heaps of time either side where you haven't got anything coming in yes and so it's it's quite difficult to 
work out um, even things like uh, finances through the year, like you know that there'll be a, a spike at this type of time of year when you've got lots of weddings coming in and then it'll be quiet because it's winter and there aren't any. And so it's trying to work out where the gigs are coming in. And it's also difficult to, um, even things like mortgages and stuff, banks aren't that keen on people who have um, random income. Mm. And so there's a lot of stuff like that that is making things a bit more interesting, shall Indeed. we say. Indeed. And are any of them looking to the future and thinking, I'm not sure, what are they thinking about work when they look to the future? Um, there's a few, there were a few friends who were doing different, mm, they're all creative, but they're, they've got different approaches to it. Yep. Some people are doing it sort of day by day, week to week, and often with the way I'm not very good at marketing yet, <laughs> that's pretty much how I am at the moment, which is, why I'm really trying to work out how I can do this better. Um, but there are a couple of people that I know who are very good at the marketing um, side of things and they have marketing degrees mm -hmm. and it shows. Um, and their workscape is far more predictable. Yes. Well, I shouldn't say predictable, but they have a longer term um, view on how it's going to work. And it's a lot, it seems a lot more stable at, at least. Right. So yeah, it's it's quite a range to be honest. And the the only other pairs of mine that would be looking at something that's different to a gig economy would be the ones sort of like in the medical pr profession. Mm -hmm. Even the teaching profession's not always that long term. I mean, like a high school teacher. My friends are high school teachers. They obviously feel like that's going to be their career yes. for a long time. Um, but there are other ones who are working at universities and things like that, and that's almost a gig economy as well. Mm. They only have like term contracts and nothing seems permanent these days and are any of them looking thinking you know if you're in your early 30s and the idea of retirement was in your mid 60s that's like 35 years more than you've already been alive into the future is anybody looking that far ahead thinking well i have a job then what do i need to have from an income point of view i certainly wonder how it's going to work out <laughs> 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 to be honest i mean what, like it can be really good like as, as I was saying before like you get a really great gig and you'll be like this is awesome and then you realize that that's actually got to keep you going for like a month because you're only getting little bits and pieces here and there whereas yes. that one was great for like a few hours work that was awesome and that like paid a whole month basically and then it was like oh but now it's actually got to cover two months because we, <laughs> we yes. don't have that coming in very frequently so what I'm hearing is that when you're in your early 30s, it's a little bit too hard to think ahead three or four decades. It is decades. So stressful <laughs> to look past, like, uh, two months away. <laughs> right, right. I can't even work out what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Like, the few things coming up that you know of, but generally it's pretty up in the air. Yes, yes. Well, it's interesting. You might find this amusing. I was talking to a woman recently, well, a young woman, and she's 20, and she couldn't imagine life, not just work, but life beyond about 40. For her, it was kind of like that was the edge. And so there was almost like a two-decade reach where she might think about her plans for her life and having children and things like that. So I was curious, for people who are in their early 30s, what's the kind of furthest they might be looking forward? But what I'm hearing is from you that for people who are in the gig economy, you probably can't even look past the current year. Yeah, no, I, I can't look past the current year. Although I do, like, um, 
I have seen a lot of other, like, especially the newborn photographers, but there's quite a wide range of ages. Like, it can be sort of from early to mid-20s, and there's definitely women in their 40s and 50s doing it. Right. And I never thought of myself doing it for that long. But that's not because I don't think I could or I wouldn't want to, but because um, I feel like I probably would have changed my mind about what I'm doing by then. I suspect what you said about variety, Emma well, Unlimited will have found some other interesting things to do. And who knows, with the changing technology, maybe the next version for Emma Creative is in virtual reality. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I started off doing weddings and now I've, well, I do the occasional one here and there, but I don't advertise it and I try not to mm. because it was really exciting for about three years and then I, was, then I discovered something else. <laughs> and so I don't, yeah, I can't see myself doing the same thing for years and years. Although, to be honest, seeing other people doing really well with it does make me quite motivated to actually try really hard and to do something like that too. Um, but there's so many new technologies coming out. And even with the um, like uh, the newborn photographers that I um, sort of that are local to me, we catch up every couple of months or something for like a dinner and, it's, and everyone's, really, everyone's really cool together. We really enjoy each other's company. Um, but because I do video editing and filming, for a few of them, I've been doing like promo videos because I can't promo video for myself so much. Not with me in it anyway. I can't video myself doing a shoot. Um, and it almost seems silly to encourage like people who should be a competition. But um, but I really enjoy doing the video, and so it's actually quite. Yeah, I'm enjoying that side of it as well, like making these sort of social media things and. Yeah, no, I think that's a lovely story there about the relationships that you have and that you build and recognising that there's, they could be your competitors, but you can act in a very reciprocal ways. And I remember seeing the video that you did for the three um, triplets, the red-headed triplets, and that it was somebody else's newborn photography work, but it was your video that got created that went viral and went around the world to showcase her work. And it also showcased you. And I, I remember, didn't you get a radio interview to talk about it after it went viral with many millions of hits? Yeah, we were, um, Chris Lynch had us on his radio, his live stream actually at the radio station, which is quite cool. Um, it's actually really nice because technically like I was hired to do a job, but she's really, really kind and letting me join in on all the publicity and stuff because she'd set up this beautiful shoot. Like it, it wasn't my style. Like my job felt very easy, to be honest. It just looked right. beautiful. It was super easy for me. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. But she, man, she's got the marketing down. She's amazing at knowing how, what um, people want to see. And man, it's very inspiring. So yes. She's someone I definitely would like to um, <laughs> follow in her footsteps a bit with all that um, getting out there on social media and putting it out there. And it doesn't just happen as well. Like you've actually got to work at it, which is something everyone ex like hopes for a viral video or hopes for something to happen. But there's so much work behind the scenes yeah. that people don't realise. And I found it interesting that you said your work was easy because I think you do beautiful video work. <laughs> but it comes as natural to you because you have the talent and I've appreciated the little tips and advice you've given to me. <laughs> it doesn't come easy to me. And so I, I think that's one of the things that I even enjoy about, ah, we continue to have a relationship from a business point of view where we're sharing ideas and helping each other out and that's all part of the goodness that goes around. So any last minute thoughts that you would give as advice to people who in terms of facing the world of work and maybe considering going into business for themselves? Uh, for people going into it for themselves, I would advise you to start looking at like really try and plan like your first steps into it mm -hmm. but also but it's, it's really hard to know what to do when you're starting like it you can you do actually have to start somewhere and just do it 
Mm. There is a lot of advice that you can ask of people and you can, there are a lot of people who are really willing to help as well, which is awesome. And so don't try and do it by yourself. Actually yes. try and make a plan. If you can find a mentor, that would be amazing. Someone who's been there before in, in the industry that you want to um, go into or whatever, but you need to do like step out there and do it yourself, like start doing it yourself as well. But don't be afraid to ask for help and someone to like sort of do a bit of hand holding along the way because it's really invaluable if someone, if you can find someone who will do that. Great. That's an excellent piece of advice. Well, Emma, thank you so much for your thoughts. It's been so lovely to chat and catch up on what's happening in Emma Unlimited. Thank you. It's been really nice. Thanks for inviting me.